Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit. We have some guests today, and they're people that I love. It's not that I've had guests that I don't love, but I don't always know every single guest that we bring on. But these two ladies that we have on, I am so excited because we have brought to you today another Manifestor Projector Duo. So not only do you have one Manifestor Projector Duo with you today, you guys have two, which I'm so excited about. And we'll let each of you kind of introduce yourself, but we have Lisa Callahan and Carrie Morin together with us today. And as I said, we'll let you introduce yourselves, but first I want to check in and my beautiful co-host, Monique, how are you today? I'm doing excellent. I'm super excited about this. Um, these are guests that I am not as familiar with. And um, the the last few that we've had on are people that I've like super stalked and gone on our show that way. And um, this is different. <laughs> these are people that Amy actually knows, right? And has known for, for a while. And people that have their own podcast and people that are a manifester and projector duo like us like you said and um and and you know I listened to a couple of of your episodes of of your um podcast Lisa and Carrie and it's really cool I love your vibe and I love how you deliver um it's very authentically it feels like just very similar to how I think Amy and I show up and and so I'm excited and yes. I would love for for to hear more about you from you <laughs> Definitely. So as I said, we have Lisa and Carrie. So Lisa is a 5-2 emotional manifester. So 5-2s are pretty rare as well. And then Carrie is a 5-1 ego projected projector, which is a definitely a unicorn that's out there. Very, very rare. And so um, I've had the luxury of going through their designs with each of them. And it's been a blessing to me to be able to do that. But this is just one little snippet of who they are, and I can't encompass all of that, which is sharing their type. Lisa, I've known for, I don't even know how many years, because it doesn't matter, because time is, you know, relative. The construct. Yeah, it's just <laughs> what it is, what it is. But I've often referred to Lisa as my work wife, because we went through our coaching education together and ended up working for the company as well. And that's how I met Carrie, because she was also involved and gotten enveloped into all of that. But I'm going to let each of you share whatever you feel called to share about yourselves. So Lisa, we'll start with you. Oh my gosh, I have no idea what I want to share. Um, I, I guess I'll share from a, a human design perspective. You know, for me, um, learning that I was a manifester, gosh, it's probably been about four, three or four years ago. It was the thing that made it, it was a piece of the puzzle I didn't know I was missing. 
whenever I go out for these, whenever I go and, and do a personality test or I have a reading or, or, and even with the human design, like I don't ever go in really with questions per se. I just go in open to finding out about myself. And this was mind blowing. And, you know, Amy, I immediately texted you after I had my first human design reading and I was like, holy shit this is amazing. And then the funny thing is you've told this story before is like you had heard about human design, but as a manifester until I said, Oh my God, you've got to do this. And then you were like, sign me up. (laughs) Very, very true. It's so true. (laughs) And it was just, it, you know, when I talk about human design with my clients, I always say, you know, if you are open to it, it is going to answer all the questions that you didn't even know you had. And that's really what it's done for me. And I spend a lot of time actually looking back at my life. I'm almost 54. And I can see where being a manifester is it is true. I mean, like I just, even though I didn't know anything about it, like this is how I've always been in my life. And so, yes, we all have the conditioning and so forth. But I think I feel pretty l- lucky in looking at my life in retrospect and recognizing that this is exactly how I've always been and shown up in the world. And um, yeah, so I'm a coach. I'm a a business life coach and uh, run the podcast with Carrie. And those are the things that absolutely light me up at this point. Um, And I'm just really happy to be here. And let's tell our listeners the name of the podcast. It's the things we know, which Mm -hmm. I love. Lisa, you've been doing the things I know like that. You're you've been doing that for how long on Facebook? Uh, Three and a half years. Yeah. So it was just like a natural. Was it? Did it feel very natural to? Um, You know what? Yes. And yes. And no, I I've done. I had tried to do video things in the past. I tried to do little series in the past and nothing had really ever landed for me, like I would do it for a while and then I'd stop, you know, tips and tricks and blah, blah, blah. And then when I came up with the things I know, there was some sense of this is easy. And, and actually, um, Stacey Morgenstern, who the three of us know, said that's brilliant because there's no pressure. It's literally just the things you know. And again, as a manifester, knowing that what is important to me is making impact. I think that's why the things I know has lasted as long as it has. Because I kind of just dip in, I do my video and I'm out, you know, I mean, I'm checking in and I'm responding, but I I just really have always sat in this space of um, the people that are going to get something out of it are going to get something out of it. They may like it. They may heart it. They may comment. They may never do any of those things, but they're watching and I don't know. And I don't care. You know, I just know that the right people are seeing it. And so when we created the things we know, that was, um, we went through a lot of different titles and we settled on that one mainly because a lot of our titles had already been taken. Um, but also it just, it's also where Carrie and I sit for the podcast. You know, it's, um, the podcast is meant for theoretically women of a certain age to let them know that the best is not behind them. Everything is really amazing going forward. And we were very clear with each other that the right people are going to listen and the people that it's not for, they aren't. And, and so that really lightened the load with any kind of um, making it mean anything about us as we move forward. And, and then all the gloriousness that's coming back, that's being reflected back to us, just feels like the cherry on top, you know, so. I love it. Wonderful. Thank you, Lisa. What about you, Carrie? What do you want to share with us? Um, it, well, I love what you were saying about how this is organic and, and what you said, Monique, about... Um, sounding authentic because a lot of times I've said 
you know, it's just two broads gabbing. And <laughs> <laughs> I know it's more than that because I can tell from what people are getting out of it and what they reflect back, but it, that's what's so fun and easy about it because we were having these conversations anyway. We, we are on video chat with each other. We have about four platforms. We are always you know, chatting on or discussing things around and, and it's just been fun to share it. Um, so I, it's, I love that you said, I'll share from a human design perspective because of all the four of us here, I think I'm the, the most newbie at this and yet I've probably had readings in this that predate you guys, you know, like, but I didn't totally get it. Uh, it really hasn't landed until it, I guess it needed to right? Um, in the past couple years but definitely these most recent readings it's oh it's just it's for me like like carrie another mentor of ours said it, if it if it lands for you it's like a cheat sheet but i find it super affirming now as mm -hmm. a um projector what i understood early on but didn't totally dive deep into is that you know that you have a penetrating aura you can see into things and the the first time someone tried to describe it to me she said have you ever gone into a coffee shop and like somebody looked up at you and went, and I said, I don't know. And then she described it and I thought, well, maybe. And it's because, yeah, I can go in places. As I was learning about being an empath, I can just be around strangers or walk into a party and feel into people's stuff. And then if they didn't invite me there, there's this sort of like, stop right there. Don't, you know, don't look into my, it, it, it's so strange to put into words and hopefully you guys can give me better words for that. But yes, my whole life, I think, I didn't know to trust my intuition and to um, to understand all the things I was picking up. I had a lot of conditioning to be like, well, that's silly and that's bizarre. And along the way, dear friends of mine would be like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? You said that, you picked up on that and it turned out to be true. And my kids say that all the time now, but growing up, I didn't understand it. So I think what's so affirming about this and this ability to tap into how I am someone who values connection. You know, I value that like deep connection. I'm very heart led. I always have been. My my professional background was, I you know, I, I have a master's in education. I've been an educator and I've uh, worked in schools and nonprofits. And then now I'm a coach. Started off health coaching, but my my love right now is you know I do a lot of just personal empowerment coaching. Um, and so I love this. We you know this niche that Lisa and I work with. That's our jam. <laughs> Anyone who's at this stage of their life who just, you know, doesn't feel like they're in their body or in their life in a way that they want to be, or they feel like they're supposed to dread this. I think both of us in different ways and in similar ways are here to light them up and help them have the best chapter ever. And that's what I love. And I think tapping into this part of myself where I can see, I can really see for people what they can't see for themselves. Um because not because I'm just sitting at home and I can see it, but because we connect and I can really feel into like, you know, I will reflect back to people all the time, what I think they're saying. And they'll be like, wow, that's brilliant. I'm like, those are your words. I just put them together differently for you. Um, that's really fun for me. So I, I actually feel really lucky that as a projector that I'm in this role, that this is what I do. It feels obviously you might even say I was, you know, I was led here, but I just, I also feel really lucky. I love that so much. And both of you are truly masterful coaches. I know this firsthand because we've coached some of the same people, right? Each of the three of us have been able to connect with some of the same students that, and um, so you hear how masterful each of you are. So um, 
I hope you know that about yourselves. If you not, because sometimes right you know, at you. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we we can't see ourselves, right? That's the thing, Definitely. especially you projectors. So, Monique, I'm sure you can give Carrie tons of reflections of what she just shared, right? <laughs> like just being able. I'm curious, Monique, have you ever walked into a coffee shop or something and had somebody recognize that you were kind of like poking in? <laughs> you know, I was gonna. I wrote that down to bring that back up. I love how I love that. That's how that was presented to you, Carrie. Whoever said that to you, that that kudos to them because what a cool way to. Um, think about that in a quick way to like drive that home because um the projector is it's a weird aura it's 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 interesting to be able to penetrate the other unknowingly almost mm -hmm. sometimes right like what is that what does that even mean like how could that even be a thing but that's what's happening and um and so how many of us don't know that about ourselves and are just living our lives going around like walking into coffee shops, looking at people and accidentally crossing their boundaries, maybe, you know, basically that's what's happening. We're seeing into your soul. I mean, it's a deep way that we can see. And, um, and uh, it's, I don't know that I've experienced that. I mean, similar to Carrie's answer, I would be like, I don't know, but maybe like, I'm going to have to check the next time I walk into a coffee shop, probably. Um, but, but I also know that Carrie's a five one, right? Yeah. Which is very different than my one four, which, you know, we can, we can distinct distinguish a little bit there, but ha having a five, one profile as an ego projector, that's like, everybody feels you walking into the room. I think even probably more than me, because, um, that is a, that's a powerful design. And five, one, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful profiles. Um, it, it's a very strong leadership um, like I, I know how to do all the things and I have all the information. <laughs> I can fix all the problems. It's like uh, every five, one, my best, my best friend is a five, one. My boss at my bar job is a five, one. Um, my brother's a five, one. I have a lot of five ones and they're just very, um, yeah. So I think that's interesting. I'll have to notice the next time I walk into a coffee shop. Um, I think that's a really cool way to put that. And, uh, and I love, um, how Carrie, how old are you? 54. Yeah, I love that, you know, this is, I'm going to be 42 this year and I love your podcast um, now even more, you know, for the, for the reasons that you highlighted a little bit and, and your, you know, your coaching, I'm sure goes in that direction too, but um, it's very um, inspiring and insightful for me to hear and be around this type of energy because it's like I've been saying this a lot to um at my bar job I come across younger women a lot younger than me and um and uh and you know they're in their 30s a lot of them and I was just in my 30s right a few years ago and um and I feel very different now coming into my 40s and I feel like it's gonna be the best shit ever right now coming into my 40s right and I didn't know that I thought my 30s were that I thought you know when you're in your 30s you're like oh I know who I am now I know I know things now I've done things you know I maybe had a child or I don't know like I've done things I know me and then you come into your 40s you're like oh my god I am getting to know myself all over again right whether it's because whatever it's just such an empowering time for me it has been and so I love that that you're encouraging that in, in, you know, and showing that this is, we have a whole nother 
life ahead of us right now, ladies, right? Like at this age, like the things that we know, the things that, you know, no pun intended there, but <laughs> I think it's so glorious that you're highlighting that for the world. Honestly and, and truly. Monique, because... just buckle up because it gets even better in your 50s. Yay! I love hearing that. <laughs> I thought my 40s were the best ever. And even despite some, you know, turbulence that just happens for all of us, like the more we live, the more more loss yeah. and things are gonna happen. Um even with that, like it is true, 50s get better because I think because of the awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the beautiful human listening right now. You, the unique and perfectly designed human deserving of having the life experience you envision and feel for yourself in your soul, in your heart, in your body, because you are enough just by existing and being here as your most authentic best self. I have a question I would like to ask you. Before I ask this question, I would like to invite you to feel your body as you answer it back to yourself, please. If you have a minute or more right now to not just answer with your mind, but also your body in this moment, right now, I think that would be really fantastic. Okay, thanks. I appreciate you hanging on to my words here, waiting for me to ask the question already, but it is an important question. So if I've gotten you to pause and really listen, I believe that is a good thing. Okay, here goes. How do you feel? when you picture yourself getting a truly unique and life-shifting human design reading from not one, but two unique humans, one designed to guide and one designed to initiate that are fantastically and wildly obsessed with looking into your unique design and offering all of the brilliance and magic we see when we see you through your chart. Well, good news, it's us, you all. So listen, here's what. As a duo, we offer a really unique opportunity every time you meet with us. We have a beautiful way of initiating and guiding you back to yourself. For a lot of reasons, really. The biggest one is we're on the same journey. Everything we offer is because we have either lived it, experienced it, seen it, been near enough to feel it, learned it deeply, and then integrated it. We have had our freaking minds blown by it and couldn't not scream it from the mountaintops. We've had our lives shifted by it, felt the most deep self-love and self-acceptance and compassion for not only ourselves and others by living into this. We love what we do and we love being on this journey with each other. And now we get to offer doing what we love to do together and being on this journey with you in a deeper way. If you've been thinking about getting a reading and are waiting for a sign, this could be that sign. We are more than excited to now be offering human design reading sessions with us as a dynamic duo. And we cannot wait to meet you. If you're interested, the link to book is in the show notes. We hope to see you soon. It makes sense. I, you know, I have a good example is my mother is 77 and she is so much younger than that. Um, and so I really get to witness that, you know, I, I, um, I mean, she is a generator. She has that sacral. So go, go, go her. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's, 
it is empowering to, you know, and, and I, I just, I love my grandmother also lived till a very old age, both of my grandmothers. I just, I love the idea of having women empowering, especially other women, but everybody, but other, especially other women to um, live their lives, you know, because we, I think as a, as a gender, especially like, we're kind of like not allowed to do that for a long time. Right. So um, we had certain parameters that we had to like, kind of fall into and that was that and now it's like there's no parameters we can do whatever the hell we want <laughs> let's do that right amen um, and I love how Lisa um you said when you were um talking about being a manifester and um talking about human design and how I love that you initiated Amy also by the way she told me that story she's <laughs> like yeah a projector told me about it first but it wasn't until a manifester told me about it that it was like I had to learn which is how it goes it's right so beautiful how energy plays but you yeah. said if you're open human design will answer all the questions you didn't know you had yeah I love that what a what another great succinct way to say that because that is how it felt for me in a lot of ways too when I first started learning design I was like whoa I didn't even understand that I didn't understand that about myself but here yeah. I am, like now re-understanding something about how I operate. It's really cool. Yeah, for me, it was like, as I said, I didn't go in with any questions. The first person, and Amy, I don't remember, was Lucas the first person that you did a reading with as well? <laughs> no? Okay. So uh, it was our former boss at the time, the three of us, and he had left the company. And so he was just offering it um, to, uh, like at a discount or whatever. And, and I think because, I mean, as you know, right, you can get a million readings and you're the same human design, but you hear it differently, different people, sh you know, show off different things. And I think because Lucas had been my boss, a, a lot of what he said landed for me from a work perspective. And the biggest one that I always remember, because this was the mind blower for me, was because I have an open head, he said, you know, you get a lot of ideas that aren't meant for you. They're meant for someone else. And I remember saying to him, holy shit, like, thank you. That is my biggest takeaway because I, as a coach, especially as a business coach, would get, I'd be talking to a student and I'd have this amazing idea about how to grow their business. And then I would get off the call and I would literally think to myself, okay, why aren't you doing that? That was a really fun idea. That's a really great idea. And my immediate answer to myself was because I don't want to. But then my guilt conditioning part of myself said, well, you're just probably too lazy. You just don't want to put the work in. And so Carrie and I used to laugh about calling ourselves lazy entrepreneurs. And I was really sitting in that space. And the minute Lucas said, no, you're getting hits that are meant for somebody else. It, it changed everything for me. And I now presence that for my clients and my students. I will say to them, what I just said to you, I don't know where it came from. And so I need you to know that that came in my head and out my mouth for you specifically. And it always lands for them so much differently when I tell them that this isn't just an idea I say to everybody. Whatever I just said was specifically for you. And it, it always just, it makes such an impact on them for me to share that what I said was specific. Mm. God, I got that. I felt that when you said that, Lisa, what a way for a manifester to have impact. Because I heard that, yeah, that's your open head, but I also heard that as your, uh, you know, manifestors have a lot of urges and ideas and they may not all be for you. And that's yeah. confusing, right? But yeah. they're for the other. You're here to have impact and God, what a way to have impact with your clients. Like, I don't know where this came from, but you should know that it came in my head and out of my mouth for you. Yeah. Like, oh, 
If somebody told me that, I would be like, oh my God, how could that not land? The yeah. impact you must be having, you know, the initiations you must be able to do with that gift instead of like yourself. Like you said, probably you were trying to like make it work for yourself when, I don't know, maybe that's not the point. Yeah, it wasn't meant for me. Yeah, it was hugely freeing. And I think that's the other thing. I mean, to me, knowing my human design, and I feel like I've only scratched the surface, but knowing it has, and Carrie, I guess you said this too, like it's just been freeing. It's been freeing to let go of things that I didn't even know I was holding on to. Yeah. What about, and, and what about knowing sorry, going. your other people around you? Like now, you know, your husband and you know, your kiddos and you know, like, has that well, added a layer? I'm still confused. You and I still need to have a conversation about my husband because he is an ego manifester. And so it, I would have sworn to God that he was a projector and just because of the way he showed the way he responds to things. And so you and I still have to have that conversation because I am completely confused about how he is different from me. Um, I forget. Do you remember Amy? Is Liam an emotional manifester yes. like me? Okay. Yes. So that makes sense because my son and I are both emotional manifestors. That makes a hundred percent sense. And then Charlotte, my daughter is a manifesting generator. And that also makes sense. And again, that's the thing that is huge for me that I learned, not Amy, not telling me about Charlotte, but telling me about one of my clients who is a manifesting generator was the thing about going to sleep. That manifesting generators have to have their battery completely empty before they can go to bed so that they fill it up. Well, that just, I mean, I am so aware of that now with Charlotte. We used to get so mad at her that she would go to bed at 10, but not go to sleep till midnight. And then now she's super, because she's a manifesting generator, she is always doing something. And there are times, like the other night, she came home from her last day of school and she fell asleep at 5.30 and slept through the night. <laughs> and was and I we talked about it the next day. And I said, you know, I think you have just been running that man-gen life, especially here at the tail end of school for the last, really since the beginning of the, of the calendar year. And you got home from your last day and your battery's just like, bitch, you are sleeping for like hours. And it was exactly what she needed, you know? And so I no longer worry about when she goes to sleep or when she doesn't, because I know that's how her body, that's her design. Yeah. And Carrie, you know, the designs of your whole family as well. Like your boy, all three of your boys and your husband, you know them. I do. Well, I'm, I'm learning them and I want to book them with you for different readings because I think it's helpful. Like my youngest is really getting into learning about being an emotional manifester. And he and I both think his oldest brother, who's the six, two emotional manifester would benefit so much from this, but I don't know. I don't know what it is about him yet because he says he's interested, but he hasn't really landed with me to, you know, kind of follow through on that. But um, yeah. My middle son is a manifesting generator, and then my husband is a pure generator. Yep. So it's it's houseful's luck. Because I know I I asked you about parenting between oh. a generator and a and a projector. How that? How Can I give project? you an example? Because maybe I don't know if this would be helpful, or, or it'll be helpful for me. But I don't know if this is. <laughs> conversation no I mean that's what we love we love real life examples right okay so you're aware of some of this Amy but um Lisa was like front and center for this so 
without you know like um without going into too much detail oldest away at school but the um six two manifesting generator very work hard very play hard <laughs> like work hard play hard right so incredibly academic pushing himself taking way more credits than he should getting really good grades but also not sleeping pushed himself really hard kind of partied too hard injured himself <laughs> um and ended up in the hospital you know like un unable to walk and it, luckily everything is okay now but in the midst of all that you know we were having to parent a lot of things like seizures with his brother here a birthday and all this and we had to you know fly my husband out there and um that he's great he's the, responding you know to everything and it's what he does he's a physician he's he delivered you know like he he manages a lot of people a lot of nurses and doctors and he manages patients he's great at responding so he flew out there knowing like he can speak you know to, he used to be a resident at that hospital actually so we flew him out there and um in the process my 6-2 manifester you know took it all out on me all his fear and I was like, that's fine. One of the reasons I'm not coming is because like, you know, we are so close and I, and I can penetrate all of that angst that's happening. I could feel it all. And I was like, it's good. Dad's coming. But I assumed, I assumed because I could see, we need to have a conversation, figure out if he is okay, we need to figure out some things. Cause it's the beginning of spring break. And he wanted to join his friends at, uh, like as planned in a beach house in the Florida panhandle, he had planned it. So he was like, God, I hope I'm okay and get out and do that. And in my mind, I thought that's never going to happen. We don't even know what's going to, you know, but I said to him, it would be great if it's nothing and you get to go. So I did say that, but I had every, every intention of Brendan and I figuring this out together and talking about it, but it just didn't happen. He landed, he talked to the doctors. He didn't have really great, good phone um, reception. Peter was finally able to walk again. They were discharging him. Next thing I knew, they were taking him back to his dorm and he was leaving for Florida. And I was oh, fucking pissed. And and just like, how like would you like how did we not talk about this? And, well, my phone wasn't working and um I needed to get over there. And I'm like, yeah, but like you knew I was here. It's Griffin's birthday. We needed to talk. We needed to like be a team. And I've been completely cut out of this conversation. He obviously feels very bad in retrospect, but in my mind, I could see how this needed to go. I made a couple assumptions. I also did say, let's talk before anything gets decided. And it all just sort of rolled in this direction. And Brendan was like, good, he's better. You know, he he's scared to death. He's not going to party this week. He's going to go, you know, relax and study and just be with his friends this week off. And so he, like, he thought he just did everything he could and needed to get back. And I was ripshit. <laughs> and, and there's other examples of that where I'm like, we're parenting together. And like, he responds in a way that like, doesn't feel at all the same as what I was thinking we were going to do and, and what we had discussed. So, yeah. Well, and you, I mean, in theory, you had shared what you, an intention, but there was yeah. also an assumption and then you weren't even invited in. Right. right. And right. that, that Monique could speak to that, not being invited in to be a part of decisions that were being made, yes. not being recognized for, you know, what you were witnessing and, and recognizing needed probably to be said, not, not just articulated, but like conversing about, yes. right. So there, there would be some intentions. And so you're, you know, is, is your husband, I forget, is he emotional or sacral? Which one's his authority? Emotional. Okay. So he may not have honored that for himself. He just went right in and responded and kind of dismissed some of where he might've been emotionally. 
-hmm. And, you know, like generators are here to understand themselves. So it wasn't probably thinking a lot about you or the other a whole lot, you know, there's probably a bunch of things that could come into play. I'd be curious mm -hmm. to hear how Monique would um, reflect on and what you shared. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I have to say that already when you were sharing, um, Carrie, when you were sharing before you even told me your story, when you were just sharing the dynamics in your house, my first thought was, oh my God, I feel so bad for her because nobody is probably recognizing this woman like in her house. Nobody. She has no other projector there to see her. You're seeing everybody and you're a mom. Okay. Let's not, lest we forget our mother instincts that we all freaking have. Like we, you know, that's aside from human design, but like as a projector and a mother, you are deeply seeing everybody in your home. And I'm wondering how much you're being seen or recognize because that kind of makes my heart go out to you because it's one of those things that as projectors um, can really hurt our feelings. Like for lack of a better way to say that, it's just, it just hurts our feelings. It hurts our feelings because we feel like we're seeing people so deeply all the time. And we see all of the things, all the potential, all the ways that this can go. We have, we have insight, right? Deep awareness into how this can go for the other. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we're not always asked to share that and it freaking sucks sometimes because oh. yeah, it just sucks. And, um, and I, I, so I, um, I don't know, I don't know what I would say back to that story specifically, but I would be just as pissed. <laughs> I would be just as pissed. I know that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this is, we're talking about the, um, I don't know how old your kids are at ballpark because of your examples are in their like Amy's kids age ish. Or, or yeah, uh, 17 to 21. Younger. Okay. 17 so around a little bit older, but younger still. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm my daughter's eight. So I just, I really, again, I'm trying to learn so much from y'all with these kids that are a little older than mine, because I don't know, it's so hard to be a mom already and parent these kids. And now we're taking in to consideration other energetics, which you're talking about your manifestor child, correct? The one that just, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. They just up and went and did their thing and didn't inform by accident. Oops. Yeah. Um, they forget to inform. I mean, gosh, I tell Amy this too sometimes. She'll like, we'll be catching up and she'll tell me stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't tell me you were doing that like at all. You just forgot. Like if that, if I was doing that, I would have been like, oh my God, guess what I'm doing? You know, um, it's just funny. It's just funny because manifestors don't think anybody really cares what they're doing. They don't really care what anybody else is doing. Why would anybody care what I'm doing? I'm just doing my thing. Um, and, that is exactly right. Right. <laughs> it's too bizarre though, because as a projector, we care a lot about what the other's doing. I mean, not that we're supposed to care what they're doing or what they're thinking, but we cannot help, but um, really be focused on the other is, is the right way to put that. And, and, yeah. you know, that's why the coffee shop analogy was, um, such a good one. It's not, we're not even doing anything, but looking at a person sometimes. And that isn't for us to, um, you know, so that's, it's, it's just interesting how energy works. Whereas the manifestor aura is, is, um, mysterious and veiled. Amy scared a bird this morning on the phone. I heard her. She was just standing under a bird's nest, maybe, or something. This bird was going ham. Like, it wouldn't shut up. It was like, ah! and I'm like, you're freaking it out because it can't tell what you're going to do. Your aura is mysterious. Inform the bird that you're not here to hurt it, please, so it can quiet down 
so we can come. I mean, it, energy is felt. I say this all the time. We are all natural energy readers. Everyone knows what it's like to meet someone right away. And like, they're like I don't really like that person. And that that may be valid or it, maybe it's a manifester with a closed aura and you're not even catching an accurate read. Or maybe it's one of you ladies, which Lisa's a 5'2". Also, you both have fives in the front of your profiles, which is huge projection. I'm sure you've both been in experiences where you've met somebody and they immediately had a thought about who you are or what you do or what you have to offer before you even said anything. Like already, preconceived notion, just walking into the room. That is five line life, you know, I think. And um, and I my daughter is a two five, and I see this with her a little bit even as a kid. I see it as a kid. Other kids have like preconceived notions of who she is, and it's like, dude, she didn't even open her mouth yet, <laughs> you know. Like, give the five lines a chance to show themselves, you know. It's it's crazy, right? I mean, Amy, you get that too as your three five, but having that five in the front, I think, is um, you're maybe more aware of it in your mind because that's our our mind, that's our like, you know. Um, I am, but I'm also like, again, it's in retrospect for me, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, I see it now, have now knowing it. And and the five thing for me, the five, two, I mean, that came when I had my reading with Amy and Amy really pointed that out. And now I see it like, right, you can't unsee stuff at, at once you know it. And now I can look backwards and see it. Um, but Monique, that's so funny you say that because Carrie and I have just been having these conversations that I've had three or four different students in the last couple of weeks tell me that they remember what I and they know what I was wearing the day they saw me on, walk on stage and they've all been <laughs> they've all been right and I was like holy shit like yeah they're like you were wearing this and you were wearing this and you said this and I'm like oh okay I believe you <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so weird that happens That's to me too yeah but I, and I think when I was younger like young professional, you know, when you're in your twenties and you're, you're when your confidence is high, your knowledge is really low. <laughs> you come out, and you're like, I'm here to like change the world, and um, and you like think everybody needs to hear you. Um, I think you know people would make a lot of assumptions about me being from California, being blonde, you know, um, just you know being if if I was you know if I was coming off as really liberal to them or something, like people would just kind of paint me into something that was really interesting because before they would do that, I could already kind of feel the, the wariness or the, you know, like where, where they already were having an objection to their assumptions of me. It was really interesting or, or, or maybe not, maybe it wasn't objections, but you know, it was not, it wasn't always the right fit. It always took my communication to kind of calm things down. Let's can you guys, can you guys feel like you, Lisa and Carrie, do you, um, I often say that I feel very safe with Monique, you know, as, as a manifester now knowing that my aura, you know, is protective. That's, I don't, I don't really like being told that I'm closed and repelling. That doesn't feel delicious unless I have the energy of saying fuck off to everything. It's like, yes, thank you. Thank you. If you could please fuck off, that'd be great. You know? <laughs> and I like the energy of either get on board or get out of my way. That feels really good to me. But I know whenever I charged into the room at the retreat, Within moments, Monique can reflect that I softened, you know, I was just like, mm -hmm. I melted on my bed and just watched her do her thing. And just like, it felt immediately safe. And for someone who has had some trauma in female relationships, my ex best friend is now with my ex or is with my ex husband. So there's some trauma lines there, right? It's just like that safety feels 
just amazing. And I'm just curious if the two of you feel what I feel like Monique and I are gifted at feeling. I mean, I definitely feel safe with Carrie. There's no question. And I mean, we are, as she said, I mean, we have about five different ways we talk to each other every day. It's just trying to keep up with where did we say the last thing we said. Um, but I also don't have the female trauma. So I have never not felt safe around people or women, you know? So I think that is a little bit informing for you in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's a thing that I, I don't think there's anything Carrie doesn't know unless it's historical that I just haven't shared yet. I mean, in my current life, and the, the thing that is, I have to say, I just want to say this, um, that is landing for me right now is this, this I and I've heard it a million times about Carrie and it's hitting me today this idea that or this thing that she has where she can see things that other people can't see as being a projector you know she often uses the words when I feel into that and she's talking oftentimes with me in particular about someone she doesn't know and yet god damn if she is fucking right every time when she says <clears throat> when I feel into that I see this and we just had this conversation last week where I was like, and I reflected something. She's like, I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you like that. I didn't, like, actually, I didn't actually hate that. I loved it. I know, oh, exactly. Yeah, it was ironic. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say I told you so, but I did. And I mean, it, it's so that, that to, thank you, Monique, for saying it again. You know, you have to hear things different ways because now. I've always trusted Gary, but now I'm really going to trust it because holy shit, she does. She absolutely sees shit that I don't know how she sees. You know, because I'm a manifester. What's interesting is we had this conversation yesterday when you just asked that. We have a couple students we've both worked with, and they will reach out to me first with a question. And we're always like, why do they do that? Yes. Why do they do that? And now I think that we just have our answer. There is, and and it is like I get made fun of by people if, you know, I so rarely get a massage. I would love to get one more. And I will come out of a massage and be like, oh God, good luck. I hope you get custody of your daughter and this and this. And like, <laughs> I know their whole freaking story. And I didn't go, I, I'm not someone who wants to chat on the plane or chat to my masseuse, but like these things, like people just want to tell me stuff. And if I go back even further to high school, I remember saying, I'm glad I'm the person everyone wants to come to when they're feeling rough and they need to feel safe. But I also want to be the person you call to go have fun. I'm freaking fun, you know? And um, and they'd be like, yeah, you are. But like, that's not, I'm not, the, like, I'm not the first person they think of for fun. I'm the person they think of when like, oh, he broke up with me. I'm feeling insecure. I didn't get that job. And, um, and so it is an interesting, when you said safe just now, all that flooded back to me. And, and my kids will reflect that. Just yesterday, I said to Lisa too, like Brent, my husband is so much nicer than I am. Um, and and even that story I told makes him sound like a softy. He isn't always a softy. I think he thought he did the best he could there, but um, but he's kind. He's so approachable, and I can be so as much as I'm safe and warm and all that stuff. Like I can be a very hard note, you know. Like I can be like, no, that that's ridiculous, and we already talked about that. But for some reason, they always come to me first. I mean, he is sitting right next to them and I am out of town and they are texting me, asking me stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? So there is, there is something about that safety thing, I guess. Definitely. And this is the mom energy too, right? I mean, even my kiddos would walk right past their dad. They had to, or they'd be on his lap and they'd get up and I'd be working in my office and they'd come in and ask me, 
you know, they're fucking watching TV and I'm trying to provide for the family, but oh, heaven forbid, let's come ask mom. You know, I'm like, so I, I think that's some mom energy too, but I also think, and, and I love that you, cause I would have, I think they also would have said that my ex-husband was like so much kinder. And I was like, mm, you know, so somebody had to play that role, you know? And mm -hmm. so we're going to step up to do it. I think that's some maternal instinct too. But in this instance, Carrie, I think it's your defined heart. I don't know. That's yeah. what it feels like. As soon as you said it, there's just some will that you feel called to share. And I love to witness that because only 30% of the population has that defined. And I love that I get to be in partnership with Monique to witness it on the regular because it helps me let go of not enoughness or just, you know, like, oh gosh, you know, why did she say it like that? That's conditioning. Fuck it. Say it exactly how you feel called to say it. Drop the filter. Let's just be real. I mean, I feel like that's one of the things that two of you do so masterfully in your podcast is just giving everybody permission to just, and you know, that's what Monique, we're all mm. about loving yourself, loving all of you, you know, and you know, human design gives us that opportunity to articulate it differently so that we can have that deep acceptance, love, compassion, and all those things. Um, but I do think there's some dynamics of the, you know, the mom energy that we all hold. Too. Can I say something about the authenticity piece that you just made me realize is that's where I think Lisa and I are both so strong. Like we love that about each other. And I think our husbands are similar in that. I don't, I don't want to say they're less authentic. They have more of a dad persona and I'm, I'm reaching a lot. I obviously don't know Darren super well, but they have, they have sometimes a dad persona and we just are always the same, no matter what, like we're always the same way we are with our friends. You know, like we don't have this, like, I should say this because our kids will bring something up and they'll be like, did you and dad ever do that? Like, Talk to your dad. I mean, we were both with these guys in high school. We know absolutely the answer to that question. And they may or may not choose to share it where I'm always like, you haven't done anything we didn't do. This is not about loving you. This is not about judging you. You know, this is about let's have a better conversation than we were able to have with ours, you know? And and there's a little bit, and I think it's going away now that they're older, but I think, am I wrong about that, Lisa? I think that that authenticity is, is the thing as well. So I love that. Yeah, I, and it's interesting, you know, I mean, you say the thing about not enoughness and again, this might be how we grew up, but like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I can't remember the last time I didn't feel enough. I'm sure there was time right in my, in, in high school, you know, different relationships. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is the thing. I've just always been who I've been. I've always told the truth. I've never bullshitted. And, and we have this conversation a lot with, in my household, cause I'm, I'm surrounded and am surrounded by artists. And so artists, you know, they want their stuff to be seen and heard and, and valued. And I'm a big believer in, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. If I don't like something, it's not about you. It's that I don't like that thing. And, um, and I feel like that means that when I tell you and I gush, that means, you know, I am a hundred percent on board. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. And that's just not the way Darren, that's why I'm confused by him being a manifester as well, because that is not how he shows up in the world. He does just the opposite. He's like supports everybody. And I'm like, okay, you do you, you know, I honestly, you know, I, I love you, Lisa. I just, <laughs> <laughs> when you speak, it's like, you know, because we have so many similarities in our design, it's like, I hear it 
and then I can let myself feel it. And then I can let myself express it. I don't know. It's just, it's a, such a different dynamic. And, you know, that's something that I feel like design has helped me understand better about myself. And, and, but I think more than anything, and I'm, I was feeling emotional, even when you were sharing it, the not enoughness for me is, you know, the last six months, now seven months of me witnessing so much turmoil with my children. Mm-hmm whom I have raised on my own for so many years. Um, I am seeing things that I did. Mm. We're always doing the best we can, but I am seeing, you know, and I invite them all the time. Hey, I've, I'm raising you guys still through my unresolved trauma. I'm doing the best I can. And I see this and I want to give you a platform. Like I literally said to my daughter yesterday, if there was ever a time that you did not feel like I held space or it was a judgment-free zone for you to share something with me in your, you know, adolescence, teenage years, whatever, I am so sorry. That is never what, but I was, I was also having my own experiences and I didn't, I wasn't doing it to defend it. I wanted her to know that I was genuinely sorry that if that's what was felt and experienced, but I truly didn't know it. I wasn't like had this blinder on of like, oh, dear God, I hope they don't come to me with this, right? Like I never, I never had that blinder on, but boy, yeah. it's, it's challenging when you see your children present with things that is some of your own trauma line stuff, you know, it's like. Fuck. Absolutely. And I've had that with Liam, you know, where I have, I have, and again, this idea of impact, right? And, and so we've had situations and I probably did it last night. I actually, I owe him a text of apology of downplaying something that, um, and I and I know I did it from a mom place, and I know I did it from a place of he has anxiety, and so I was trying to say there's no way on God's green earth that's going to be the outcome, but I don't know. And what I really did was minimize, and I need to text him and apologize because, but there is that I there are times I still forget what my impact is. Oh, and and especially with mom with, with my kids, I think. Yes. Because I come and, from the mom place. And isn't it interesting because it's probably where you're having the most impact, you know? especially, you know, like it, you know, especially like during COVID when you guys are all on the same wing, ping, ping, ping. There's so much mm. manifestory. Poor Charlotte's going fucking A. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Although I think, you know, the funny thing, you said that about Charlotte when you first found out she was the only man gen in a house full of manifestors. And you said, oh, poor Charlotte. And I had to ask you about that. And your response was that she is always on the go. And 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 so you had the reverse, right? Growing up, you were yes. surrounded by um, man gens who thought you were lazy because you were a manifester. I think Charlotte benefits from the fact that she's surrounded by manifestors because one of us is always going to be willing to go with her. The other two have to rest. <laughs> so see, I, that's and perfect. I see that. There are times when it's like her and I are going somewhere and Darren's staying home or Darren and her are going somewhere and I'm staying home or her and Liam are doing something and we're both staying home. You know, so I think she actually benefits from the fact that she's got somebody that's at least going to go with her. The rest but of in reality, in reality, like the, like I'm generalizing here and Monique can speak to this too, because we both have a lot of mansions in our life. They want everybody there. Oh, <laughs> Okay, then you're right. She's screwed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's my mansion 100%. You know, what's interesting about like you being emotional, listening to Lisa, when I, I love that, like when someone of your same design is speaking, I, I was emotional listening to Monique, but like you're not seen, I would mm-hmm. assume 
that's a lot of women, you know, and, and that's why we get seen by our friends. That's why, you know, female connection is so important, but there is an aspect of that, that I always had growing up. Um, I don't really know. I, I'm trying to figure it out. Everyone's, um, everyone's design in the family I grew up in, but I, I, it feels really clear that I'm the only projector. And, um, I had that a lot growing up. And then I just assumed continuing to feel that is sometimes that is a mom feeling and a, you know, I'm the one who's kind of seeing everyone's everything. And then listening to you right now, thinking you said something to me recently, Amy, like you're here to understand your impact on others. And that is huge. Like that's, that's just been really huge for me is, is realizing where I fucked up and, and also like not carrying it and, and allowing the repair and the conversation to happen. But I have to be invited into those conversations. And yes. so that's constantly where I'm like, I can, I, I think uh, Monique said earlier, I can fix all the problems. I can, Lisa knows this about me. I, you know, I will always share, this is how they should do it. This is how they should do it. And um, I can always see how it should be done, but I've learned that I need to be asked and, and I'm letting go of judgment if they don't ask me and they do it differently. So that's been my work. Yes. Monique, are you the only projector in your whole family dynamic? I don't, I think I was going to, I was going to say that when, when Carrie was sharing earlier too, I got, I felt it differently. So I think that there's definitely something to be said about that. When there, when an energy type that has, and there's similarities in your design and in the understanding of each other, just innately, you're just going to feel it. It's going to hit different. And, um, I just, um, I, I, you said something, I, it was definitely your defined ego that was coming up before, like Amy said, the heart, the will, because you're like, I, you, like you said something like, um, that you're not that nice. Sometimes it can be like, I feel the same exact way about myself. I say that all the time. I'm like, my mom is so much nicer than me. Um, I'm the one that's like, there's just some times where I'm like, what are you fucking nuts? No, absolutely not. That's not what's happening. Have you lost your whole mind? No. Um, and and that's definitely defined ego energy. And, you know, I see this again, because let me offer you a little bit of insight into you, although I don't know you that well, um, because my kid has this design um, and her and I spend a ton of time together. Um, and I'm lucky. She is the only projector in my life, Amy. I don't have a lot of projectors in my life. Mm -hmm. And I recently heard somebody say that projectors attract other projectors. And I don't know who said that, but I don't think that's true at all. I think, at, at least in my experience, all the people around me, I think I have my daughter is the projector and one of my um, close friends that I grew up with, like one of my tight close, but, but we don't even talk regularly. Um, and yeah, so think about that. Think about us spending a lot of hours of our lives seeing into the people around us and not getting that back. And again, this is not anybody's fault, guys. I'm not trying to make y'all feel bad or anything. Okay, the other types out there. But I am trying to offer um you some insight if you have a projector in your life it's it, it 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 will do best for the collective not just you and that person if you um take a little bit of extra effort to recognize them back for all of the things that they recognize in you regularly and naturally and unknowingly and without even realizing it sometimes that we're offering it up because that's the other thing um you know when you're talking about you know, mothering, especially, of course, we all have mother instincts, and then we have projector insights on top of that. So it's like, gosh, not only do I know it all, I'm your mother, I made you, but I'm a projector and I can see all these things. How hard is it to hold our tongues in those moments, do you think, ladies? Oof, right? 
So uh, I just, you know, and and again, I think I'm a little lucky because my kid is a projector. She could, she sees me back. Sometimes I get seen by her more than a lot of the other grownups in my life, right? And that's a gift. But having kids that aren't, you know, that's, that's gosh, you know, and as a mom, I do, I'm, I'm, my heart really goes out to you. And and with your openness, I, and, and another thing I want to say, Lisa and Carrie, I mean, also though, Carrie, please know that you are like, super tough though with that channel of initiation because that's what I was going to I watch my daughter with this one channel she initiates me all the time all the time and she's eight like just with an idea with a thing um it's it's crazy the things she's initiated podcast episode ideas like the things that have like come out of this eight-year-old's just questions back to me and things like that that's a powerful powerful design that ego um g-center and lisa and carrie both when you were sharing you both um, had this sense of kind of always knowing who you were. And I think that's your defined G um, center. You, I have that too. Amy doesn't. And I don't know, maybe Amy can reflect back. But Lisa, when you were talking about how always, you always felt a certain, like, this is just always how I've been. And and um, Carrie, you, you also, this is just, I can I can relate to that. There's not been a lot of other, I've, I've changed and grown for sure, but there's, I've always kind of shown up as Monique, most of the places that I've shown up in and, and with Define G, that's kind of how it is. And then you're either, um, you know, received in the right environments or you fall into the environments where you either are not received and you leave or you stay and you try and change yourself. And that doesn't feel good to us to find G's at all because we are just really here to show up as ourselves. And so if we're in environments where we feel like we can't do that, that's probably not our, probably not our jam, probably not our group, um, you know, because uh, because undefined G's have this ability to really, you know, I, I think that this is a gift in the undefined G's. You can really see into the other, Amy, with that open G. I mean, you're feeling us right now, all three of our G centers, right? So um, anyone that I know that has an undefined G, almost, I, it's not the same, but it's like projector E a little bit. You can see into the other, I feel like, with that undefined G because you're sampling our soul, our identity, you know, if you will, with that undefined. You can really um, go through. And, and I have my own theory. I believe that projectors and manifestors jive so well together because, you know, like, uh, Lisa, thank you for reflecting back that my words hit you with the projector insight. I appreciate that recognition. And um, the the deep insight that we share, right? And then manifestors, you're, you guys are like a little in the future. Like you have like one foot in the future. You're like faster than all the other types. You're quicker. You can, I don't know if you can see into the future, but you, it's like, you know, things like, so my best friend that I grew up with, like I used to joke that she was adva advanced, we're the exact same age, but she showed me everything in high school, like how to do everything, like how to speak out of my house, how to talk to boys, how to do everything. Like she just knew, I'm like, how do you know how to do? I have no idea. You're the exact same age as me, but we used to joke that she was advanced. And I do think that manifestors have this like future, um, I don't know. You have that connection to source. You're like a little ahead of the game, right? That's why you get impatient with everyone else. Like, catch up, guys. Come on, right? And us with the projector insight, we can, not that we can keep up, no, no, but we can at least offer like the same depth of perception maybe. And so I do think that there's, my theory is that there's like a click there that can happen, you know? Like we can both value that in each other because maybe although we don't move as fast, you appreciate our, um, futuristic insight, if you will, you know, I, I think that's so cool. 
that's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying that. Like, uh, you know, the thing that I get that gets reflected back to me, and again, only in recent years am I seeing this, but um, it's my clarity. And I, I say that because I just hear it all the time. You're so clear. You're so clear. And so I, I, I love what you just said, Monique, because that makes total sense to me. I have this sense, uh, Carrie and I talk about it all the time with the pod. Like, I see this being the big thing that is the thing that defines us for the rest of our life. Like, this is the thing we are doing that is going to be our legacy. And I just know it. And, and then Carrie feels into it. And so she validates my future thinking of just like, you know, like I'll text her and I'll be like, you know, this is going to be blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yep. I'm like, sweet. Good. Done. <laughs> and I will, and I will sometimes text you saying, you know, I'm seeing this or, you know, I'm filling into this. And you, um, you're always like, that's so weird. Cause I just said to somebody, this is how I'm seeing it. So it's interesting. Lisa, like when I was just listening to you, like they, we can't keep up. I, um, I sometimes start to feel that way, but there's a lot of conditioning and also, you know, just actual trauma in my house that makes me feel like I can't, Lisa will always be like, no, you're, you're, you're always like, you know, we're good. But in my mind, like her timing is everything, her, her timing of everything. So it's not that she's go, 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 go. She relaxes like, like a champion relaxer. And she like someone's paying her to do it. And she just, she just like uses her time well and her timing for everything is stellar. And I've said, you know, like there's, there's a lot of things I've guided and, and like shaped for us, but it wouldn't be going anywhere if it weren't for her timing. Guidelines have a lot about timing too, in general. So I, I share that with you guys, um, how you carry it in the mechanics of your unique designs could be different, but there is a timing thing with having, you know, a five in your profile. Mm. It's funny because I pulled up your guys's connection chart, which I know I've done this before, but I was looking at it again. And it, um, when you guys come together, you do define a sacral like Monique and I do. Um, oh, and cool. so, you know, you guys can get amped up and more energetic and feel like that hum and that buzz that we, that Monique and I feel. And then when you pull away, there's just this little bit of, oh, that's happened? exactly how I feel at the end of a Thursday. We record our pods on Thursday and we typically do too. And I keep thinking there's this next step for me personally that I want to do. And every time I think that in my head, I think, no, by the time I am done with recording the pod, I am so pleasantly relaxed. It's been like, and it's, it's not this exhaustion. It's just this sense, you know, you guys know as being coaches, like it's that sense of completion that just, I feel so complete that I don't want to do anything else when I'm done with the pot, you know, perfect. unless let's go have drinks or something, you know right. what I mean? So yeah. and that's uh, I keep thinking, I want to record the things I know right after I've done the topic so that I'm just like, right. I remember what I've said so that I can reflect it when I do my video. And every time I think that, that to myself, the immediate answer is like, nope. And, and that makes total sense to me now. So thank you. And you guys, that. when you come together, you also define your roots. Okay. And mm. independently, your root isn't defined. I have a defined root and, you know, Lisa, I've roomed with you like at our events and stuff yes. and you are, you are chill as fuck. And I am not, you know, and Carrie, I would say that about you too. You guys just kind of hold a Zen of I'll get there when I'm meant to and I don't have to stress. Remember, I mean, Lisa, at the first retreat we went to when we were students, and I'm like, where's the fucking agenda? Oh, yeah, yeah, How yeah. How come I don't know what is happening when and when my you break is? You so when... losing your shit. Yeah. And, and... I, don't, I don't feel that way, but that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> also it, true. Like, 
And I see like that was our roots showing up. That wasn't necessarily me and my corporate bullshit, although there was some conditioning there, but it was really, I'm wired to know. Like if you asked me what calls I have tomorrow, I can tell you to the minute what calls I have and where my breaks are. And I don't have to look at anything. It's like, and so I have a very interesting relationship to time. And I thought a lot of it is conditioned, but a lot of it really is my mechanics. That makes total sense. I was just curious when the two of you come together, if you feel that charge and if you feel the pressure is yours and it's the pressure to do things and the pressure, because you're connected to your sacral because that's one of the channels that you guys create, by the way, it's the channel mutation. So you guys together are mutating things. Of course you are, you know, it's just, it's just really, it's just really cool. I definitely feel the charge. Um, when I feel pressure, you know, I think when I, when you say pressure, especially around the pod, the only thing that strikes me is us getting the, the stuff to our editor and our editor getting it back so that I can get it loaded. And so every once in a while, I feel that little like tightness, but you're right. I am chill. And so I get the tightness and then I immediately, I'm like, it's all going to work out. I can load it. Tuesday morning if I have to, or Monday morning if I have to. I just like to get some shit done at certain times, but I'm also really okay with, and so Amy, you saying the thing about students, I am constantly looking at my schedule because I'm like, who the fuck do I have tomorrow? Like I am, I don't know. What, what I do know is what I can get sitting on the sun. Yes. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I often don't know until like, right. I, I'm constantly like what's on my agenda today. I think life in my house has made it that way, you know, cause I, there's like the way things shake down, someone's health issues are going to always come before. Um, that said, I, I seem to be really good at still like meeting, meeting up for calls the way I should, even if life is crazy. What I like about what you asked, and it's really interesting because I, it never feels like work with Lisa and we do have to have an intention and a plan or we will completely piddle it away laughing, listening to music, having a drink. Like we will totally just play. So we, we like we definitely have to set the intention because we we will both um, default to just hanging out and not get anything done. It's so funny because non sacrals. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we are, we're meeting that. at the end of this month to do some. Uh, she's coming into town so we can co work on some things for the pod. And uh, Carrie, you read my mind as usual. I mm-hmm. literally was thinking today, I'm going to sit down and write down all the things we have to do when she's here because if not, we are going to be on that beach in Venice with cocktails doing jack shit. And you're going to go home. We're going to be like, we did nothing. I know. Monique and I did that last year. Remember Monique? We did that whenever you came over. Because when I was still in Florida, she drove from Miami over to Estero. And we had this whole plan for everything. We had things written out and... It's not and sometimes that's okay because it feeds other things. And so, and I really believe that, but yeah, we are, it never feels like work. Thursdays are my absolute favorite day to wake up because we have that going on and we will get on early just because we need to block time to tell each other some other personal shit. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, I love that you brought up their undefined root um, and, and all that because I have an undefined root too, but um that's not why, but you said something at the very start of this, uh, Lisa, about the name of your podcast, the things we know and how you got to that. And uh, one of the things you said is there's, there was no pressure in that name. It's just the things we know. Yeah. And when you said that, that's all I heard. I looked at your charts and I'm like, two undefined roots. 
perfect. No pressure yeah. there. They can just talk about things they know and there's no pressure. And I love that. And like that, um, I have a lot to learn in that area of my chart. I have a lot of deconditioning to do with that root center. Um, and um, I just... I I really resonated too when you were talking about the I told you so, Carrie, and how you're like, I really, I really love saying that. That's so projector, I feel like. Like I have to hold myself back from saying I told you so like a million times a day, all the time. <laughs> like I just like sometimes I don't even mean it, but like I mean it too, you know. <laughs> like um, all you had to do is like mm. um I I love how you guys talk about each other and I I see so many similarities and I I love that. I, you just said to Lisa, like you read my mind, Carrie, like usual. And Amy says that to me a lot too. And I just, I think it's adorable to see, um, um, you know, another dynamic similar to ours. It warms my heart. Um, I didn't ask how you ladies met, which was something that I was curious about. And I don't know if we have time for that now, but that's okay. I'm sure we're going to stay friends if we don't. Um, and I just, if you want to tell me if we have time, Amy is my timekeeper. I don't know if we have time or not. She's the one that tells me if we're allowed to keep going or not. So well, if we have time, tell me how you met. If not, that's okay. We'll do it another time. I think I'm that's perfect. And then we'll just lead right into them sharing, you know, whatever they feel called, because we love to give, I mean, you guys have a beautiful podcast. You show up beautifully, masterfully as coaches. So we want you guys to promote whatever you feel called to. We'll add it to the show notes, but I think that would be something our listenership would love to hear too, is how you met. Well, I mean, technically we met the same way. Well, no, not really. Amy and I met, we all three work to, at the same company currently. <laughs> but <laughs> Amy and I actually met as students. So we got the blessing of being paired together in a group that we spent um, twice a month for a year together, which was really awesome. I met Carrie um, when I started working at the Health Coach Institute. And the thing that I love about our story is that right after I started working, my dad got sick and I put out uh, just a call to all the coaches if somebody could fill in my space. And it, it didn't feel great because I had literally just started working. And so I had a couple of groups that I needed uh, substitutes on that I hadn't even met. And, and Carrie jumped into it and then she gave me feedback on the groups and sent me some links. And so for years I had her email as a reference for something. Um, and so then we met again, the three of us work for a, a, a company that is virtual. So the only time we ever see each other in person in, in 3d is at events. And, you know, we had a couple events that I think, I mean, I remember meeting you, but we didn't really super connect until a, probably two or three years ago when we were both asked to be on stage. And so we started to spend a lot of time together and, um, that's a kind of when we met. And then when my mom passed unexpectedly, uh, Carrie with some other coaches created a wine drop for me. <laughs> and the rest is history because you, the straight way to my, my heart is wine. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I, in person, felt like I met you both at the same time because I was at that event with like some other coaches and you two were there together and we all came to volunteer at one little moment for lunch. Mm. And Lisa was giving Amy shit about something. And I just found them both so funny. Um, and like, there was just like this total banter thing going on. And then I didn't see you again until we were all volunteering at this, well, working, working, not volunteering at the same um, event in Dallas. 
And again, like, you know, hanging, I, I think you and I, Amy, just like in the middle of this massive ballroom of people all dressed up and dancing, you told me your whole story. And I was like, fuck, like, this is amazing. And then in, in between it, you and Lisa would like give each other shit. It was so funny. <laughs> was it, was that the night? Was it you, Lisa, who had to like dance down the catwalk? I, I can't remember, oh, God, but like dude, there was yeah. just some, and I was next to Amy for that. And we were both like, I'm sure you were paid, loving Would have that. paid money for that. Anyway, it was so good. And um, so I just had like little snippets of them, like characters. They were so awesome. And I knew students loved them and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't until a little bit later that that all came together. Yeah. And it just was so, I mean, you know, I, I, I joke about the wine drop. That was the beginning of, of our real true connection. Um, I ended up creating a thread with two other people and that's still ongoing to this day over text. But I, I think, it it was one of those things you asked about safe and comfortable. I mean, once Carrie and I did connect, you know, we spent two or three years sort of knowing each other and, and uh, in the periphery. But once the minute we did connect, it just felt exactly right. And I'm sure the two of you can uh, attest to that for your relationship as well. Like there was never anything that I was like, this is weird. Should I be doing, you know, like, and so the, the 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 manifestation of this pod and the fact that in my mind, you know, we will not be working together in, in just a few weeks. And I, that doesn't even bother me because I, I this is long. This is forever, you know, as it is with Amy as well. But it just it, she's exactly who I'm she's supposed to be uh, who I'm supposed to be with at this stage of my life. No question. I love that. Such a beautiful story. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, I guess, you know, we're going to just give you tons of thanks. We're going to give you tons of props for everyone listening to listen to their podcasts. I love how you guys position it. You thought it was going to be for this age group of sorts. And then you're understanding and hearing and getting feedback that even in the 20 somethings are really enjoying because now they're seeing, okay, I, I get this to look forward to, you know, or I'm learning now instead of waiting till then. And I, I think that's beautiful too. I've turned a lot of people onto your podcast. So, yeah, and it just yeah. doesn't matter. It's timeless, right? Exactly. Yeah. I was just sending someone to yours the other day. So I love that synergy. Yes. Yes. And you're that's changing the narrative. You're changing the narrative for, for, you know, and as we all are, you know, with, with this work and I, I freaking really, I, you respect that. I love that. I admire that. I'm inspired by that, like all the things. So yeah, really, truly thank you for, for sharing yourselves with us on our platform too. And I can't wait to see like what else you all do. And I'm so glad to know you now and um, yeah, tell yeah, everyone how you. they can work with you and, and get to know you more if, if it's time for that. Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely put the link to your podcast in the show notes. I know, tell me a little, tell, you know, whatever you want to, but don't you guys have a Facebook something too, as it relates to the pod and you're on YouTube. So just tell us what you want to say and we'll make sure, sure it's in there. Yeah. So the pod again, is called the things we know it's, it literally is everywhere. You can find pods. It's Spotify, Apple, audible, all the places. Um, we do have a Facebook page, um, which is the things we know podcast and an Instagram page as well, where in between like the, the, the topics, the episodes drop on Tuesdays. And then we spend that entire week reflecting on it. A lot of times it's humor. A lot of times it's music. Um, sometimes we share some of the tips and so forth in, in that way. Um, and that's where we are at this point. So absolutely please follow us there. We have 
in very soon time. I don't know when this will drop, but uh, we are going to have a mailing list where we'll have a bi-weekly newsletter, again, expanding on what we're already talking about. Um, and we have some other things planned, a membership where, again, we, we because the thing is, you know, this, the, the pod started actually as an in-person idea. Carrie and I really wanted to create community in person for women. Um, because again, what we're hearing all the time with our clients is this sense of you get to your 40s, your 50s, and 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 you start to wonder, you start to step into the person you were always supposed to be. And it can be confronting and confusing. And that's what we wanted to, I, I this is kind of a cliche word, but we wanted to normalize like what you're feeling is exactly right. And, and so it started as a retreat idea, but it's going to end up as a retreat idea be, or, or as a retreat, because that's really ultimately what Carrie and I want to do is we want women in community in person to understand the, the impact <laughs> that we have on this world moving forward. We are trained by society to think that once we hit our 40s and 50s, we are nothing. And that is exactly wrong. In fact, the we opposite. are more powerful. Yeah, completely. <laughs> So yes, Carrie, what else would you like to say? Oh, you said it all perfectly. You informed and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I want to, I want to just presence to what you just said. And I, I, I I tend to, Lisa and I tend to make pop cultural references. So I'll go ahead and do it. If anyone is into Ted Lasso, I saw a um, interview with the writers that all three have multiple sisters and they don't have any brothers. And all they ever saw growing up was positive female relationships, their sisters and their friends around and their moms. And and so they didn't want to write those female characters any other way. And mm. when I was listening to you, Monique, and you, Amy, and I was thinking, thank you for doing this. Because what I always say as a mom, I, I feel like I'm a late bloomer in a lot of ways, like all those things I was questioning and I didn't know. And I didn't, you know, like Lisa always knew who she was. I think I did, but I was conditioned to, you know, question it and think that I was odd. What I always say to my kids, what I want most for you is self-awareness self-awareness and authenticity and what you are offering here and just the depth at which you can speak on it is so powerful and just think how amazing this world would be if people understood themselves better so thank you thank you and that's what we're trying to do too I know I know this is your time you finally have time to do it that's right that's right (laughs) and and if and it can be your time anytime when Mm -hmm. you make the space for it right and we just so happen to be making it at this point in our life but you sure as shit, I'm inviting my kiddos who are half my age to be creating time for this yes. self-awareness and this deep, deep, unconditional self-love. Because mm. then then when you can do that for yourself, then imagine how you emanate that for others, right? It's just like, it's, it's yes. so beautiful. The ripple effect is so huge, but it starts with each and every one of us individually, you know, yeah. and, Absolutely. and then the impact can be that much grander. So we just love you ladies. Thank you so much for coming on our yeah. show today. I yeah, really, thank you for inviting us. I felt your words so much too, even just closing out right now, you know, when you're seeing how we're told as women getting into our forties, that that's it. And it's like, just the opposite. It's like, God, I felt that, you know, and, and what you're saying, um, Carrie, about feeling like a late bloomer, me too, girl, because guess what? Projectors are on a different timeline. We're a little <laughs> slower. Okay. We're not here to be all up in that. All right. We have to take our own timing and we all, all of us have our own timing with everything. You know, that is such a, such a big message that for me is like, man, that changed my, my world for me because I just, the comparison game was strong. 
over here. So, you know, it's, it's so, so powerful. And I'm really grateful to, to have gotten this time together. So yeah. Thank you. Yay, yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we will have, again, we do have an episode with Amy on it. It's coming. I we know. I can't exactly wait to hear it. Yeah. Maybe um, we could do another one where we bring them both back. Oh my God. That'd be super that'd be fun so to have cool. you guys back on and, and talk yeah. about, yeah, how human design has informed you as you grow older. Cause I do think for me, that has been a big piece of it. Me um, too. And I will say, Jeez. since Amy mentioned YouTube and I forgot it, if you're a visual person, we do put all of our videos up on YouTube. So it's the Things We Know podcast channel. Some people would rather watch than listen. So that is yeah. an option. I love it. I love you, awesome. ladies. Thank you again love so much you. for Thank being you. a part of our podcast today. We'll have everything that you shared in the show notes and, uh, Invite everyone as a loving reminder to love yourself, love all the parts of you. And until next time, bye for now. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.